welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. It's incredible. Um, maybe the number 51 is something special. As they told me, I didn't really believe in it, but now I'm starting to believe in it. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. That was Mathieu Van der Poel, of course. Uh, before we start this podcast, uh, the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How fantastic that moment oh, was. I am pumped. Hello to you. Hello to you, Couch Peloton. And just to translate, you know, to paraphrase um, the background and, and, and what Van der Poel was saying. You saying. <laughs> it wasn't a swear word if you thought it was. It was just the Dutch celebrating. <laughs> and there was a cat squealing in the background. <laughs> I'm not sure. But that was, no, it was, it was monumental for so many reasons. But it had its fair share of drama as well, didn't it? In, the, in the men's race, that was. Um, Absolutely. We, yeah. We're going to go through all of this today. Uh, but it reminds us as well how important that race is for that part of the world yeah you mentioned it yesterday on the live broadcast but it's it's the world cup of belgium yeah and and look i I think i said it and matt and bridey said it in the commentary it's it's the bike race that stops a nation we talk about the melbourne cup and melbournians are proud of the melbourne cup and it more or less stops a nation people have barbecues they have parties they won't be having them this year though i don't think but um (laughs) but in flanders and in belgium the nation stops to watch that race, yeah. all six hours of it, because it's enthralling. And l- yesterday, last night, wherever you were in the world, you know, we had two guys who have been already rivals I know. for we did, we years. Didn't have three. We didn't have three as well. I know. Let's talk about this. I, I actually feel for you. <laughs> and I, I was disappointed. I, I, I feel more for Alaphilippe, to be honest. It bro. put a dampener on it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit time. of a dampener on it for me. And we'll, we'll talk about that bit. Oh, it was good. Let, let's have a look at uh, the podium where we uh, where we speak. Actually, the, the podium here, what we have is we've got Mathieu van der Poel, we've got Vu van Aert, and we've got Alexander Christoph as well on this hey, podium. Is Christoph, I mean, he's good. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I was about to say no. Yeah. He wins a stage, wins a stage of the the tour, yeah. opening road stage. Yeah, absolutely. He's thirty three years of age. He's he not getting yellow. any younger. He wore yellow. wore yellow for a day, and he's a former winner of the Ronda. Yeah. And makes it onto the podium, wins the kick for the finish. He is quality, that guy. He yeah. really is. Just when probably people thought he was done, like he was the best of him was finished, he still produces. No, he's he's brilliant. And we'll see this in a minute, but he's the other one out on uh, the podium because uh, Dutch and Belgium, that's also the podium for the for the girls, for the ladies. First, second uh, and third. Yeah, first, yes. second and third. And then, of course, first and second on the men's podium. The only one that is known Belgium or Dutch is Alexander Christoph. Yeah, it's a pretty unique year, actually, in fact, for, yeah. for the, the Ronda. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the results, but I know certainly in the women over the years, there's been Italians, Australians, yeah. uh, so it hasn't been the necessarily the Dutch and Belgians that have dominated. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so looking back at that race, and we'll talk about the Alaphilippe crash in a sec, but uh, what's your you know most memorable moment? Because when we when 
Alaphilippe cracked in the front, cracked the, the peloton. Uh, he popped everyone, but Mathieu van der Poel. He was looking the strongest. Absolutely. At that point. Yeah. He was looking the strongest, but there was a little bit in my mind, and we'll never know, unfortunately, was he going too early? Was he expending too much too early? We'll, we'll never know. The, look, there's this stat that... Uh, Remember, I texted you that. You stat, did, yeah. Uh, I'm which, glad you bring this up, which I thought was quite interesting, and, and it actually makes me feel a bit better because I'm not sure Alain Philippe could have won that that race. And I'm saying this because since Mate, tell yourself whatever you want to believe, <laughs> right? Just... But since 2000, okay, the average height of the winner of Flanders is 184 centimeters, and the so average weight is 76, six, six one or six two, something like this. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, and it's 76 kilometers, uh, kilograms. kilograms. So in a way, it's way off the mark for someone like Philippe. But yet again, he's 20. He might have broken the. He might have broken the trend. So what? What was really disappointing for me because the race then unfolded, the crash happened. That's what we're talking about. So then you you still had the old Quarmont to come and the Paderberg to come. Van Aert and Van der Poel, it was a standoff. Yeah. Neither of them attacked each other up mm -hmm. there. They both knew each other and they were both confident to take it to a sprint. Yeah. And, you know, that – so whereas if Alaphilippe was there, he was the X factor. Yeah. 100% he would have attacked them on one of those climbs, 100%. And then that might have provoked one of the others to attack, you know, to do a counterattack. So that was, that was disappointing. Um, so and I know we won't harp on it, but – it happened yeah. and it shouldn't have happened. Are we getting into the... Well, yeah, actually, let's go into this because we, we can't show you race footage. We said it many times in, the, in this podcast and we're not allowed to show you uh, the race footage because we're going globally and uh, we only have the rights for our yeah. uh, island of Australia. Yeah, and our, <laughs> and our mate in Vancouver who's been watching, we're doing this for you, okay? Yeah. We're, exactly. I'm geo-blocking so you can see us every day. <laughs> but truthfully, looking back, uh, we hope, Every one of you have seen the crash. You, and if you haven't, go Get back to social the social media, media and, yeah. and you'll see it. Uh, but motorbike's fault or rider's fault? There's been a big debate. And I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. So motorbikes or first riders? First things fault? first, motorbike. 100% motorbike. So what I can't believe is, and there's a few cycling journos on there saying, yeah. oh, you know, Alaphilippe, he's been, he's been a bit touchy this season. Guys, he rode into the back of a stationary motorbike. Like there was something about, oh, it was a disc brake. His lever hit the bike. Guess why it hit the bike? Because the motorbike was stationary yeah. on the road, on the course. So not because he was playing with radio or, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, you know, and, and just by the way, I'm, I'm talking to you, social media, <laughs> who've had a crack at him. Tell me, when, you can give an honest opinion when you've done 200 kilometers through Flanders or similar terrain and you're with two of the best classics riders in the world after five hours of racing, tell me, tell me then what you think. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is the motos. And you know what? I've been a critic of Patrick Leferve, who's the, mm -hmm. obviously the boss of uh, De Koenig Elegant. There you go. I got well, it. They, they changed the name they changed it. <laughs> when, when Maddie kept saying uh, the, the De Koenig Elegant rider, I'm like, <laughs> Matty, what are you? He's not elegant. He's, he looks terrible on the bike, whoever it was, but I was joking. But Lefebvre said, and I quote, the moto had no business being there. Correct. He's right. The bike had to be on the outside. It was a slight right turn. So the way the riders were coming, he's right. It was a slight right turn. You don't pull over, stay on the road on the shortest path. The riders are always going to take the shortest path. Vanderpoel 
only just missed. Yeah. He only just missed. So no, it was Moto's it, it, fault. I oh, know it was an accident and I'm not, I'm not trying to dish on the Motos. It was an accident, but it was a mistake and it was their mistake. It was not Alaphilippe's. Yeah. And, and just to conclude on this, you know, look at the size of Van Aert, look at the size of uh, Van Der Poel mm. and look at the size of Alaphilippe. Mm. He could not see anything. He's a man child. <laughs> He's a man child. He can't. <laughs> he couldn't see Give the boy a break. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, injury, double fracture on the, uh, on the, the metacarpal, the second and fourth uh, in my expert uh, yeah. doctoral skills. That's actually Is better. It bad? It's well, it's broken, yeah. but it's it's not as bad. There's some other small bones in there. I think it's a scaphoid or scaphoid okay. pronunciation could be wrong, but I do know there's this tiny little bone in your hand, and when you break that one, it can take a long time to heal, and it's hard to heal. But it's not this one. It's not this one. Okay, good. So, so hopefully it will <laughs> be a know, quick recovery. Why, why I'm just a little bit annoyed with this situation is I don't know if he could have if he would have won that race. Okay, mm. but what I know is what his girlfriend said in uh, in the highlight I've watched. Yes, she said Alaphilippe went for Flanders this year as a real contender and a real target because Flanders was the last race for his season, for, for, for his year. He said next year, Flanders is likely not to be the last race. So he will not give it 100%. He will not go make or break. And, and you know, there's a lot of classic. No, nah, but the other point that you made is what she said is also that he may never get to have a proper crack at Flanders because in exactly. a normal year, the Ardennes come afterwards. And we know Alaphilippe is probably more built for the Ardennes exactly. classics. Of course, Liège based on Liège. Yeah. Plus after this year, putting the arms up too early. I'm not trying to be funny, by the way. <laughs> but, but he will desperately <laughs> yeah. want to get back there to try and win that. So he, he, we may not see him at Flanders for a few years and now. Think about this because we're talking about the curse of the, the rainbow jersey. Uh, but think about this. He He's had... throwing another element on the curse. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> it's another he? level. <laughs> oh, uh, because he had this problem at Liege based on Liege. And then this now, he could have walked away with two. And he was monuments. second in San Remo. Yeah. So, so... It, and by the way, there's only been four monuments this year. Yeah, That's it... the first time in probably since the wartime. And he's up there with three of with them. With three of them. Uh, it's a. Um, just, this, I this think, is why I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's so much to dissect on it. But hey, I, I think we got a grab of Wout Van Art and Vanderpol. Post race, their reaction. They saw. They post stage. They saw the vision of the crash. Let's have you well, got that? It's, it's not a grub, but uh, when you look at it, it's, it's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that does that qualify, Dad Jake, or is it just cheesy? It's or probably but, qualifies that. It's job, actually but... cute. It's a cute photo. That's them in their we junior. Could, we, we could do something around caption this. You know, caption yeah, this classic. one. <laughs> but but look at him. On a serious note, yeah. that's how long they've been rivals yeah. already. You know, since they were young, young kids. I mean, this is this and, is and what makes that race from yesterday very interesting is they've been trashing each other for the last week. Well, his dad on, trashed on him. The press. I think it was Maddie said Maddie Keenan. He said apparently Adri Vanderpol said to the press. They said something about Van Art. You know, he's strong. He's you know, you're nervous. He's like he's not going that good. He was second <laughs> in the world. He didn't win them. <laughs> Like that's that is trash talk. Yeah, so I they were it. because they speak the same language, of course. So they were trashing each other by by press, you know, uh, yeah. by way of press. So yeah. you know, do you think the the best man win? Because that sprint was incredible. I well, thought. actually, I'm not sure if I answered your question because we we went on a tangent. You said the highlight. Yeah, the highlight for me, and you sort of summed it up as well, was Vanderpol's nous and tactical nous in that sprint. What the the reaction time? Yeah. Wow. It, it was everything. He he backed into uh, Van Art. He rode a slightly higher gear, cadence-wise, so he could get that jump. And his reaction, as you said, was minuscule. It well, was incredible. I, th I think Van Art could have coughed 
It was better than it was better than Ben Johnson's um, yeah. start in the '84 <laughs> Olympics, 100 meters. But like Van Aert could have coughed, and you know. He could have done anything. Actually. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> uh, but Vanderpool would have gone. It was, and he he had to nail it. And and I would say, if you'd done a snap poll in that last fifteen kilometers, who's going to win the sprint? Majority would have said Van Art. Yeah. And I was I was always suspect because I thought at the at the end of a two hundred and fifty kilometer monument, it is totally different. The sprint is different. Mm. Um. Anyway, Vanderpool proved that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of uh, the uh, women as well, because uh, the race was after the men, uh, yes. which I think is a bit different. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure I like it, if I'm honest. No, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it when you're in this time zone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's we obviously obvious reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good. And and we're trying to you know ramp up the, the women's um, races as well. It would have been better to have it before. But I, what they did do was give it more airtime. And yeah. I think. That's why they did it. I'm not sure what they'll do next year. But no, not all TVs in Europe were showing it. That's the thing. No, we no. knew that some some We were. Of, SBS yeah, were. Absolutely. But not yep. all broadcasters were showing it. No, that's true. Race, yeah, that's Which I think defeats the purpose yep. in a way. Uh, but it, the, Am yeah, I going to the elephant in the room? No, not yet. Because not, we're just okay. talking about the... Oh, okay. The, all right. We're the, talking the, good stuff. The, yep. the podium as well. So uh, tell us about... The, the winners and the podium as well, because it's... Well, Chantal Vandenbroek-Black, she was the winner, of course, former world champ. She was brilliant. Amy Peters won the bunch sprint. Chantal Black uh, was a solo break. And, of course, Lotta Kopecky in further for Lotto Sudal. But the real story around it was Anna Vanderbregen when Annemiek van Vleuten, you know, arguably the strongest in the race, which is incredible on her comeback, mm-hmm. you know, post a, a nasty crash at the Giro Rosa. She she went across to it and refused to work. And that, they were the two strongest in the race, and van der Breggen refused to work. Van Vluten had really no other option, either yeah. to ride to the finish with her on her wheel, which would have been fruitless, or sit up. So she chose to sit up, which I think was the right move because she had her two Australian teammates. Mm-hmm. But then it set it up for Chantal Vandenbroek Black and it was the ultimate sacrifice by Vanderbregen. But Vanderbregen is in the same team. Yeah. And she's becoming the DS of yeah. that team next year. Yeah. So, so look, it worked. I mean, you wouldn't see it in the men's. Mm-hmm. You actually wouldn't see that in the men's. So and I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying it's the ultimate sacrifice uh from from Chantal uh from from Vanderbregen, sorry. Yeah. And she she would have had a bit of sort of reason to you know, Paul turns with Van Vluten, yeah, but not as hard because she would have said, yeah. "Listen, I got the best sprinter back there." Yeah, but, but she, she decided not to. Yeah, and it was it it worked a treat. So yeah. kudos to them. What about our Aussies? Grace yeah, Brown, our Aussies were super. Yeah, Grace Grace Brown and Sarah Roy. Look, they they hung, they hung, they hung, they hung tough. Sarah Roy ultimately got dropped, and we thought that's it. We won't see her again. Grace Brown made it over the old Quamont, made it over the Paderberg. I don't always like to say this because you don't want to put the kibosh on them, but she will win Flanders one day or she will win a monument. Grace Brown, you are a star. You've proven that in the last month. But the way she got back on and just started attacking straight away, so she's got no fear. Yeah. And for a girl who's just, you know, she's four or five years in the sport, I just thought she was sensational. And then to top it off, Sarah Roy gets back on in the last two kilometres and sprints in for fifth place. 
so they should they should hold their heads really high. Yeah. I thought they yep. they really rode well. Absolutely. I mean, I would advise you to, uh, if you haven't seen the race, uh, go back uh, on uh, on the SBS On Demand uh, platform. I believe the race is there. Mm. And, and watch the highlight because it's, it actually was a cracking race. And it was Grace Brown's Absolutely. first Flanders. Yeah, exactly. Firstly, age, she finishes second. And yeah. her first Flanders, and she finishes in the front group. Yeah. So, yeah, well done, girls. The elephant in the room was the prize money you wanted to talk yeah. about. Because uh, uh, Tiffany Cromwell's boyfriend, which is Valtteri Bottas, Formula One driver. I didn't think you were going to go that I far. Am All right, okay. it's, we're going <laughs> there. No, we're going there. This is what we're talking about. It. He yep. put out a tweet where he said he didn't understand the prize money mm. and the difference between the men and the women. Is he talking about cycling or, or across the board? Like, does that include F1? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, Formula One uh, woman driver days, but I think that's a different it's, subject. That's sort of funny. But anyway, let's uh, stick with. But he's got a point. He's got he's a got point. A, uh, so last year's prize money, 20000 for the winner of the men, 1400 for the winner of the women. Yeah. It's it's a pretty big elephant, well, isn't it? Yeah, especially yeah. when you see it's like you can have all the arguments in the world you want, but you've got sports like tennis that are leading the way. Tennis at the Grand Slam. If you can't say it, money. I'm cringing. And I'd say it yeah. seriously. For someone who's been in the sport since I was four years of age, uh, I think it's actually a disgrace. Yeah. You know, and I love Flanders and I love the region and I love the race. And you know what? The the flip side of it is, and this is probably what I don't understand. Because they have, for most of their races, they have a women's equivalent. Yeah. So yeah. they have a, a men's version and a women's version is what I should say. Mm -hmm. They have a men's race and a women's race. They've done that way before a lot of the big race organizations have done. So they're sort of on the front foot with that, but then they let it down with the prize money. I yeah. mean, that's, that's actually, Absolutely, it's yeah. pretty poor. Oh, um, yeah. And Bottas, uh, mate, well done. But gee, I'll tell you what, glass houses. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's, I think that's a different subject. You're an F1 fan. I am an F1 fan. Actually, Valtteri Bottas, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. And I think it's a completely different He's subject. pulled the trigger. He's pulled the trigger, and, and he'll probably realize later because he's already copped a bit. Well, of he's copying it a bit. Yeah. But, uh, he, and he's he's supporting his girlfriend, and he's supporting the sport. But so. he's got a point. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's got a no, very, yes, very valuable yes. point. And then if it needs to have people like this making points that are just discovering the problem, the issue is that because it looks like it's a problem we all know is there for he's been there for quite a oh, while we, we won't like, stop i might we will make no apologies yeah. i won't we'll keep talking about it until that disparity gets less and less because Absolutely. if we don't i think it's our role in the in the press as well in the cycling media yep. to keep calling it out and talking about it and mm -hmm. and we don't want to harp on and be negative but we can help change it hopefully absolutely uh if we go back to the racing have we seen the last of the season for many of the riders that we saw riding yesterday most of it yeah i didn't look at the covid cases in belgium overnight <laughs> but <laughs> i say that tongue-in-cheek but yes i, I i'm Pretty not much. sure if depana the the next race on the calendar because that was that's not meant to happen for a couple of weeks remember paru bay would have been this coming weekend yes i believe this weekend, yeah. So then Depana would be the following week in Belgium, of course. There was, there's rumours that it yeah. will be cancelled. Let's wait and see. Let's hope it happens, but I'm not sure it will. So I think a lot of the guys, some of them, by the way, are going to uh, the Vuelta. Yeah. And some of them are ending, ending their season. Okay, Vuelta, we'll talk about the Vuelta in a, in a sec. But uh, let's talk about the Giro, because uh, it's also what we are here for. Boy, oh boy. Uh, what... Uh, a stage we saw yesterday it was hard to flick between the channels and understanding. I had three devices happening. <laughs> Plus, I had my had my laptop set up for live crosses. Mm -hmm. Did you like my backdrop, by the way? I loved it. Did you like? I, well, I was proud. I really I was loved that backdrop. Like, I've been there. Yeah, you, know? you have. You have. 
Yes, yes. We had a couple of cheeky leather blondes. Yeah. I think, uh, they're beers, by the yeah. way. You're not sure. Um, no, that was that was the Giro, Jai Hindley. Yeah. I think, yes, we have a winner of the state, which is not Jai Hindley. Yeah. But Jai Hindley, we, we've been banging about him since the beginning of this, uh, yeah. of this tour, pretty much. Uh, but it's true. We've spotted something in him. Mm. Today, he's sitting in the third place of the GC, Jai Hindley from South Australia. I repeat this, he's sitting third, third in the GC, in the Giro. In the world's second biggest bike race. Yep. Yeah, and and you can argue, if if you haven't seen the stage overnight, and if you can find it somewhere, go and find it, you can argue he was the strongest climber well, overnight. Yeah. He so, didn't win the stage, but he set it up for his teammate, Kelderman. So question I've got for you, we know he did a counter-performance the day before, I would say, in, in the, the TT. Yeah. Um, was that on purpose? Could that be? Could have that been on purpose? So he, he kept a little bit of power, knowing the stage the next day, having a strategy like this one the next day. No, no. Is my mind too? No, no. Complex? Look, it's a fair question. He lost about three minutes, but you can't ride three. Like he lost three minutes to the winner, yeah. by the way, which was Ghana, the yeah. world's best. And remember, I think I said to you after that, we sort of have to look at the third place time to compare everyone because Ghana's in a league of his own as as much as Rowan Dennis. Yeah. Uh, so he only really lost two minutes, or, or no, a minute thirty or something. Mm-hmm. Now he, I would have thought he went full gas, hundred percent, because he was still top ten, and they would have said go one hundred percent. It's only thirty four kilometers, and for him, it actually wasn't a bad time. I thought he might have gone a bit better, but it certainly wasn't terrible. Yeah. But she, this is fantastic. What about the winner of the stage? Tag Agenhart, yeah, uh, fair win, not fair win. I'll say why. You need to explain yeah, why. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question because we just said Jai uh, uh, Hinley did all the work for his teammate. Okay. But in between, there was Theo Gegenhardt. Uh, and it doesn't look like he's done a lot of work on that climb. He got pulled mm. all the way up and he just popped, popped at the end. At the end and then won the stage. Mm. Is that fair or not? I'm, I mean, absolutely I mean fair. Business, business like he, he was brutal. He had to be, he, he, he sits behind them in the general classification. In fact, he's only one second now behind Jai. So he would have been maybe 10 seconds behind at the start of the day. Jai, that is. Yeah. Um, so he had to, he had every right to sit on and Jai wasn't looking for him to pull at all either. And in the end, I was probably a little bit surprised Calderman didn't have any more juice. Well, he was. He was. He, this he, just shows how hard Jai was going. And he could say a big, big thank you to Jai. Uh, yeah, Jai yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he really helped him claiming a lot of time on, on Nibali. We'll talk about Nibali just after this. But let's listen to the, the winner of the yeah. stage, Tao Gegenhardt. But yeah, guys, I think this sport is about the people that you meet um, more than, than winning and and the memories that we take, everyone puts in so many more hours than just a job. Uh, I know that this is more than a job for everyone. Even the man that's done 42 hours, 42 grand tours, sorry, was uh, screaming at the finish today, which meant a lot to me to see him that excited. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone so much. And Uh, yeah, I think except for Carl, we've got six days left of this season, so let's make the most of it and uh, keep in this way. I know as a rider group, we've had a lot of fun, so let's keep going and 
make the most of this year. Thanks, everyone. Grazie. And we've been bringing you lots of those uh, cheers and toasts, uh, and a lot of them from Ineos because, again, another victory, stage victory. Yeah, fifth, yeah, massive, in the massive. And and you know, at the end of it all, I know, I know, a few years ago, and again, the social media and even the the press, you know, used to call them the Skybots when they were obviously under the branding of Sky. They're just bike riders, yeah. And you see it there in his speech. I thought it was nice, actually. He, of course, winning is a massive part of it. But he's right. It's about the friendships and the people yeah. you you spend half of your life with in that on that journey. So at the end of the day, people, yeah, they might be on the biggest budget team, but they're just they're just bike riders. Yeah, like like guys on guys and girls on any other team. Uh, Almeida is still in pink, uh, and that's that. I mean, are you surprised him still being in pink <sighs> by this stage? And we talked about it. Race day number well, two. Yeah, we thought maybe he might lose it at the TT. Then we went, no, actually, he did a good TT on day on the opening stage. Yeah. He then I thought, okay, he'll lose it on the first mountain day. He hasn't. He's finished fourth on the stage. But look, look at this tweet I've just pulled out here from uh, his team, Dukinik mm. uh, Quick Step, and we can see talk about consistency. You know, that, that's his result uh, during the, this Giro. Second, sixth, eleventh, eighteenth, third, twenty-fifth, sixteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth, third, twenty-second, ninth, second, sixth, and four. That yes. gives you an average of big number one of the Giro. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's really good results. No, he's so look at the moment. Just to quickly go through the GC, he's got fifteen seconds on Calderman, two fifty-six on Jai, as we mentioned. Kaganart moves up to fourth, two fifty-seven. The big one though is Nibali. He's at three twenty-nine. So what happened yesterday for Nibali? Well, he, he faulted. Yeah, he faulted. Plain and simple. I mean, Trent Wilson said, remember a few days ago. I keep saying it, but Trent lived in the mm. area. He said Sunday will be really decisive. Yeah, he he was spot on. He's so on the money. Is it game over for Nibali or not? No, no, no. <laughs> he faulted. But this happened a few years ago, remember? Yeah. We talked about it yesterday, and he was about the same amount of time down, and he ended up winning the race by a minute and a half or okay. more. Nibbly, well, you cannot discount him. Look, at some point he's going to be beaten, and this could be the generation now that's coming through, the, yeah. the, the new generation that's coming through that's going to you know put the nail in the coffin. But they and they will know these young guys and their director sportists will say, do not for a second think that Nibbly is out yeah. of this. Okay. Uh, he's had a rough day, but the bigger climbs in the Dolomites, you know, they're higher, they're longer, they're steeper, okay. less oxygen. Nibbly comes to the fore. Sunweb is, uh, we said it, f- 15 seconds of the lead. I mean, this is sitting pretty pretty. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. It is, yeah. it's absolutely perfect for them now. And, and look, Calderman. Can can TT? He, he only lost a little bit of time to Almeida, yep. and it doesn't mean he's going to lose time to Almeida in that final TT. Mm. Remember, it's the final stage. Yeah, absolutely. The time trial, so it's shorter, but it, that can all change. That final TT, things happen, and you, if your body runs out of juice, you can you know you can lose some ground. So, so stay tuned to this podcast uh, for the for the last week of the uh, the Giro. We'll bring you uh, all the latest news that uh, we can uh, talk about during uh, during this race and. Just in the Giro, we always said it, we, it's a broken record, but it's won or is lost in the third week. Yeah. We are reaching the third week. Yeah, we're it getting is, cl- yeah, We are. We are. Yeah. Rest on. day now, and then it's into the big mountains. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, and guess what? There's another Grand Tour starting. Oh, 
The Vuelta. I can't wait for this one. The Vuelta is starting tomorrow. It's live and free on, on SBS, of course. Uh, so we will uh, uh, be following the Vuelta really, really closely yep. uh, this year again. Um, what do you make of that beginning of the Vuelta? It's been shortened. It should have been 21 stages. It's 18. I think. Started in Holland. Holland not yep. starting in Holland. Yep. Uh, of course, we all know why in the coronavirus and so on. But uh, does that give a bit of air to a shorter length GC um, Grand, Grand Tour. Tour. Well, you've, it opens the debate that the whole calendar can change. Tell us what you think. Actually. Yeah, tell, tell us, us what you think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be in lockdown <laughs> any longer than we have to. But I think they can now look at the calendar and say, can we compress it? Can we shorten the Grand Tours? Tour de France won't budge. Yeah. It's worth too much money to them. We, mm. We've had this discussion, you and I and everyone at SBS. But let's debate it, and it can be debated and should be discussed, and, and world bodies should look at it because yeah. how exciting has these last few months been? Of Tiring as well. <laughs> Tiring, yeah. We don't want it this like compressed. <laughs> but there is an argument to say, yeah, shorten the season, shorten the Grand Tours. Wow. And, and, you know, if you could have all of the best riders in the world, the GC guys I'm talking Absolutely. about, going to each of the Grand Tours, Tell us, tell us yeah. what you think. It's a good Send debate. us comments uh, in the box. And below. I'm a traditionalist. Uh, yeah, in, no. in cycling, I'm reasonably traditional, but I've been in TV long enough that, you know, the TV is where it is at. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's where the money really drives the sponsors to the sport. So shorten it up a bit, tighten it up. Well, we can, we can it, flip it. Probably they could do it with Vuelta because the Vuelta is the same organizers as the Tour de France. Not sure the Giro will take the lead and go and say, actually, we're going to shock them. No, they'll, it'll, ta- it'll, have to, it'll take ISO to, to do it first. Yeah. This is what's coming up on <laughs> SBS, but it's it's a firm atmosphere race, isn't it? It is. I mean, it you, is. You've worked on it. Yes, I've there. worked on the last three. It's, it's no, look, I love Spain. I absolutely love Spain. I love the Spanish. And the race, the stages are generally shorter. Mm-hmm. They're raced full gas. And you saw that, the profile of stage one, straight up a five-kilometer climb, summit finish on stage one. They just... Don't mess about. Yeah. It's really cool. It's Absolutely. really cool racing. If we look at the lineup, though, uh, oh, the it's lineup's... very interesting because it's yeah. very solid. One thing I would ask you, though, every year I've been interested in cycling, the Vuelta has always been, you know, there's been big leaders trying to win it, but it's always been a land where, you know, the, the riders that had, would give a last shot at making sure they get a contract signed uh, yeah. for the year the year after. Uh, are we going to see this as well this year when you look at that lineup? Oh. Or has it been taken over by more of the, actually, people are, you know, genuinely wanting to win this race? No, it's a bit of both. It's a, a bit, bit of both. both. I mean, they're all professionals. So the guys that have contracts to secure, they still want to race. They still mm-hmm. want to get a victory. But I think there's more emphasis on the fact that these guys that have barely been able to race too much this year because of the unique year, so this is a last chance for them. Last chance saloon. They have to get a result. They don't have a contract. They might be, you know, in their sort of mid to late 20s. So they're at that point where their career has mm-hmm. still got five, six years ahead. But their contract's up. They've barely raced. They've had no results whatsoever. They're on the outer with their team. They need a result, and that's what they need to do. So, no, no, this is – I think we could see, again, and, and because it's 18 days, it's not 21. I know that sounds, okay, it's only three days. You've still got the two rest days. I just think it's going to be a really dynamic Volta. Yeah, absolutely. And the names, 
Primoz Roglic, defending champ. We saw we saw him at the tour. Chris Froome. <laughs> uh, Michael Woods, Chris Froome, Guillaume Martin, the Frenchman, of course. Sam Bennett. How many stages will he win, yeah. do you think? <laughs> Ten? Yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I mean, it's they're, they're all there, and there's 11 Australians, so yeah. there's plenty of reason. And Esteban Chavez is leading uh, the yeah, Mitchell the Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. With a chance? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm presuming he'll ride GC. He yeah. didn't at the tour. No, he didn't. Yeah. But I think he'll ride GC here. That'll be the plan. So, yeah, yeah I hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's all this to look for what to uh, on SBS every night, uh, live and free. Uh, check out your local guides uh, to understand when it's it. It's a little bit later than, uh, than, the, no, than the Tour de France. If you say. want a Balenciana recipe for sangria, just send a message through. <laughs> I'll fax it through to you, no problem. <laughs> you need it for those late nights. Are you okay? going to fax it handwritten? Yes. <laughs> what does I say fax? I don't, <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know what you said. Old school, old school. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to leak a stamp. That's why you want to... <laughs> exactly. That's right, yeah. yeah. Going, yeah going fax is safer. <laughs> anyway, that was, uh, that was cool. I think that's uh, pretty much it. What we I, think we, I think we have. I think we've covered everything. I think it's been a big show. It's been uh, still it's been plenty, to, and then plenty again, to come. Uh, feel free to uh, go back on, on SBS On Demand and watch some of the, the highlights of uh, of the racing overnight uh, in Flanders if you haven't uh, it was brilliant and of course get ready for the Vuelta coming up tomorrow is a rest day so we won't be on air tomorrow no you're getting uh, a haircut you're, you're doing it <laughs> first you thing should. I'm doing I think you should <laughs> first thing I'm doing uh, first thing I'm doing is checking out first thing I'm doing after this podcast he's been complaining I'll tell you what first of all problems like, yeah geez. I'm not saying it's it's not the first world problem, but it's it's my first world problem. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Thank you. So uh, cool. Uh, rest day tomorrow. Yes, day uh, off. Day off tomorrow. So we'll be back on Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah, Wednesday at uh, four o'clock on your screen on SBS, and of course the the Vuelta starts uh, tomorrow. Uh, check out your local guys thank you for joining us this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central uh, podcast before we go let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift until next time it's bye for now before we go a quick shout out to Zwift the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game getting started on Zwift is easy all you need is a bike a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.